Hey there, 20 somethings. Welcome to I've Been There, a podcast full of conversations with real people sharing their real stories on how they got through the turbulent times of their 20s to help you get through yours. I'm your host, Nicole, also a 20 something who's undergone some serious life turbulence lately. Ready to get through those quarter life crises? Let's dive on in. What's up, 20-somethings? We have Anna Kessler here. She is a fitness trainer and lifestyle coach here in the South Hills of the Pittsburgh area. And I'm super excited to have her on the show because she is an expert in her fitness field. And she is um, she just has the knowledge and the expertise of what it's like to be a lifestyle coach, especially for those in their 20s, because again, and I will always repeat it, your 20s can be very turbulent times. Mm-hmm. So welcome to the show, Anna. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So just for our listeners sake, tell us, kind of walk us through how you got to where you are in your current career as it pertains to fitness and lifestyle coaching. Yeah. Um, so I would say my family is like a big basketball family. So I have an older sister. She's seven years older than me. My brother's five years older than me and they played basketball. So I was kind of just thrown into like every gym whenever I was little. Um, so that was kind of my, my path. I was playing basketball all growing up. Um, I would say at the time I was in middle school, I was thrown into um, specific trainings. I had a strength and conditioning coach. Um, I had a shooting coach and I also had a point guard coach. So it's like I had specifics for everything and it was great. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Um, Well, it was tough back then. It was super (laughs) fun and I really appreciate how it, you know, created my mindset. Um, Now I kind of do everything that way, you know, every workout that I do on my own is super challenging and, you know, it's, it's really fun. Um, so I played basketball growing up. I went to William and Mary to play basketball as well. Um, and then post-college, it was kind of like a whole new world. You know, I was taught how to do all these things. I was told what workouts I was doing and now it's like, you kind of have to figure it out you know, so it's such a different mindset. Um, so after college, I started going to the gym that my sister was teaching at. It was just a small cycle studio here in the South Hills. And she was like, well, why don't you try to do it? You know, you have that leadership mentality, that team mentality. It's perfect. It's a group fitness class. So I was like, all right, why not? So I ended up doing that. And she always had the dream of opening her own fitness studio. Um, so a couple years after we had been there, um, we opened up our fitness studio here called sweat and where we have all these different concepts and she really had the vision to embody those concepts because of going to places like New York and LA and, you know, all the big cities, the big hubs for fitness, they had multiple concepts in one. So that's something that's like, you need to Pittsburgh. We don't really have that here. There's maybe like a couple of us that do that, which is amazing. So somebody can come to just like their one location and they can get it all done. Um, so that's pretty much how I got into it. She asked me to be her partner. I was actually in a different career at the time. And I was like, I can't do both. If you want me to do it, let's just do it. Um, and I love it. I'm obsessed with fitness. It's, it's, um, I really get a thrill and, you know, um, 
just like a spark whenever I feel my body change and not just like physically, but mentally too. There's just mm-hmm. like this whole like warm feeling and you just like get excited about how you feel mentally after it clears my mind. So um, that's really how I got into where we are today at Sweat. Um, and I, I see like so many different opportunities coming from it with sports teams now. And um, I'm going to be doing uh not kind of my own thing on the side here in a, a few months, but um, I'm excited to share those things coming up too. That's great. I that's that's an awesome journey. I really like what you said about post college and kind of not sure what you should kind of do if you are an athlete or you're very involved in something in college. So for those who might be very active or they were in a sport or they were a dancer or whatever they were involved in. And maybe it's post-college now and they're kind of confused about how can I substitute something that took up a lot of my time and passion and energy. Do you have any advice on how they can navigate to find something again that they can be passionate about? I asked because I can also relate. I was a dancer for all the way up until middle of college. And then that's when I found weightlifting because I, my body was so used to continuously moving and I didn't know what to do after that. So I fell into fitness and the gym and weightlifting and classes and things like that. Um, but for, for some people, it might not be as easy. So do you have any advice around that? Yeah. I mean, that's the, like, to your point, it's, you have this training growing up, whether it's dance, whether it's basketball, whatever sport it is. And you were, again, kind of always told what the routine is that you should be doing. And it's hard after college because now you have to figure it out. Um, My biggest advice would be to try different, you know, resources and avenues, like whether it's go to a cycle class, whether it's go to a dance class, whether it's going to lift at the gym by yourself. Um, I have friends that play basketball as well, but they'd rather do a workout on their own. And that's Mm -hmm. totally fine. But trying different things to connect to something that you truly enjoy. Um, Because right away, I was trying to do lifts on my own, but they were really boring lifts. It was like sitting there and curling, you know, the basics. And it just wasn't fun for me. Now I lift on my own, but I've tried to transform what those lifts look like. So they embody, you know, what we did as an athlete, they give me the same thrill. They give me that same, like, you know, the heart rate spiked. It's maybe just for 30 to 45 minutes and it's like in and out kind of thing. But, um, again, trying to find what works for you, whether you want to go to a class with a bunch of people around you, whether you want that hardcore element, I know, you know, there's CrossFit out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many different avenues of how to work out. And there's not just one way to do it. And there's not the only right way to do it. So I think the biggest thing is just finding what you actually enjoy, because mm-hmm. if you find that you enjoy it, you find that it's fun and it makes you want to continue to go back. And that's, I think, the biggest thing that's challenging nowadays is, you know, you see on Instagram, you see, you hear other people talk about, oh, don't do that. Don't eat that. Don't do this. You need to do this. Where it's like, you don't. You just need to do what, you know, makes you happy. Yeah. Do Do what feels good. Yeah, exactly. And that's all it is. Yeah. I think some of us, I know some of my friends and just some people around me, 
they kind of fall into that trap when exercising of doing the same thing every exercise and they'll say, I'm bored or I don't know what to do. Or we can look at exercise videos on Instagram all day, but make sure those people are certified and know what they're doing. Because if we're just following Joe Schmo off of Instagram, we could injure ourselves or something like that. But I think there's a lot of times where we don't know what, what could feel good. So I guess this is our encouragement to get out of your comfort zone a little bit, try a different exercise class. If it's too expensive, check out class pass, things like that. There's a lot of different boutiques and gyms that have trial periods or trial packages. Um, I also, I tried CrossFit once last summer and I bought like a package of 10 or something like that. I really loved it. It pushed me past my limits, but I have a bad hip and everything. So wasn't something for me, but it definitely opened up my mind to see what else I'm capable of because I did start to fall into that. Oh, I'm bored with my workouts and everything. So just to spice it up was really refreshing for my body and my mind. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally get that. Yeah. So I think that's so cool that your sister, you and your sister are this powerhouse right now and really encouraging everybody to, to be their best selves through fitness. But prior to that, what do you think you was kind of your quarter life crisis or changing point in your twenties that kind of helped you get to where you're at now? Yeah, I would say, gosh, there was definitely a moment that stuck out to me and, um, it actually was back whenever, um, my last relationship ended maybe like four years ago. Um, and before that kind of carried over from maybe athletics and, and whatever, and just seeing how families are around this area. I just felt like I kind of did the cookie cutter routine, woke up, got my workout done, went to work, came home made food, went to bed for myself and um, my ex at the time. And it's just like, I didn't feel like myself and it just didn't like, it felt like I was kind of doing the same routine every day. Um, And then when it ended, it's like this whole wave hit me. Like, that's not the life I want for myself, nor do I want like me to be that way with my partner. Like they couldn't have enjoyed that person I was Mm. because it's not me. It wasn't like I had like, sure I had personality, but was I really doing what I wanted to do? Was Mm -hmm. I just, you know, kind of going through the motions and that can kind of carry over to like what we're talking about with fitness too. Are you just going through the motions? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, back then I was so worried about what my physique looked like. And instead of just having a healthy balance, it was like, I was cutting out so much, you know, eating just like protein and vegetables. And I was doing a, you know, carb overload, which is great doing a carb overload. I love that that style of, um, you know, lifestyle for food. Um, if you are trying to get into a certain physique, but my point being like, I really deprived myself of things that I enjoyed. And then maybe I would binge whenever it was like, mm-hmm. all right, we're not doing that now. Or, um, during that time I was also like, we were preparing to go to the beach and there was like, I don't even know what it was called, but it wasn't legal, <laughs> but it's like trimming fat super fast. Um, and you're only supposed to do it for like a week. Um, 
So those things I'm like, I like woke up after all this. And I'm just like, why was I doing this? Was I trying to impress this other person? Whatever. So that was kind of, I would say my quarter life crisis. It was around like 26 years old. Mm-hmm. So I turned 30 next month. So that's a, uh, four or five years ago. Um, and I just recognize like, what am I doing? Why am I trying to do these things that like aren't making me happy? And right away at the time at the studio, we were working with this coach that was doing um, instructing coaching for us, like trying to, you know, get our instructors more into the vibe and feel of what we want the studio to be. And she also was a life coach. So I was like, I want to hire you. There's something going on here that I'm not being honest with myself about. I'm making decisions that I don't like and Mm. that I'm not morally okay with. Like, let's like, I want to dive into this. And she has helped me to completely transform my lifestyle. And I think um, like I wouldn't, I know I would not be the person I am today had I not done that. So um, I know that lifestyle coach kind of gets maybe like a bad not rep, but whenever you hear it, you're like, oh, this person's going to tell me how to live my life where mm-hmm. it is nothing like that at all. Right. Um, they just know how to ask the right questions to get you yeah. to open up. So you're a little more vulnerable and you get to actually think about what it is that you want for your life and, you know, following your dreams, your goals, your vision, and what actually like makes you happy. Um, and it's especially powerful for, you know, retired athletes who have that mindset of like, how can I get better? How can I, you know, continue to expand, want more for myself where, you know, that can sound selfish, but it's strong or else you start to get into those routines, whether it's a fitness routine or a life routine with your partner or your family, where it's like, you get bored, you start to lose that spark, you start to lose momentum. And then you start to just feel like, you know, is this it kind of thing? So um, yeah, I mean, to your question, I would definitely be around my quarter life around <laughs> 25 when it all happened, but you know, no matter how good or bad the time was back mm-hmm. then, I am grateful for what I, you know, have had as far as a life coach and being able to really dive into, to that mentality, um, and try to really be honest with myself and vulnerable. And it's not always easy and it, it's, you know, uncomfortable, but it's at the end of the day worth it. Yeah. I love that you had that level of self-awareness. And I think that at least I think that that is something that us 20 somethings should really lean into is really self-awareness because I think there's a lot of times where we can push down a lot of the feelings that we're feeling because, for whatever reason, maybe we have this limiting belief that we don't want to put burdens on other people or we're scared to make a change. I felt like I kind of went through a similar situation with my breakup. It was, I was scared of having a completely shift, complete change in my life, right? Because you really had to separate yourself from this person or this relationship or this job or whatever the instance is it is really scary to make that change. But when you do have that level of self-awareness and you can kind of recognize what is no longer serving you and you can be aware that you aren't treating yourself 
mentally and physically healthy and you have to make these changes. And yes, it is going to be extremely uncomfortable, but that just means that you don't want to be complacent anymore. And I think in your twenties, it is really essential to make some of those drastic changes because that is going to set you up for your future. It's going to make you who you are for your future. And there's times too, where if we don't make these changes, you might not get to experience a lot of experiences that you might have in the future, if that makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely. I totally feel that. Absolutely. I wonder so much, you know, okay, what if I, what if things hadn't been different? Like, where would I be right now? You know, would I still Mm -hmm. be in that relationship? Would I still be, you know, kind of going through the motions of my life? Yeah. What would that look like? So, you know, I, I totally agree. It's wild to think, you know, making that leap while you had to be Mm -hmm. uncomfortable to do so it's truly done a lot and opened up a lot of opportunities that wouldn't have been there Mm -hmm. had you not because kind of going through the motions you only see that one path that one opportunity in front of you where it's like once you just let it all go you see all these different avenues and opportunities to create something different and you know you just feel a lot freer yeah yeah and I also want to mention too if you are, if you're a listener who is on the fence about separating themselves from a relationship. And I only say this because I feel Anna and I have a very similar story. Um, it, you really have to do what's best for you. And like I said, it is going to suck, but like Anna was saying there, there's so much more potential out there. If you do have that, if you feel that way, um, I totally forget what I was just going to say. It was really important. (laughs) (laughs) oh crap no I but it's it's about taking that leap you know and it's not also you don't have to say goodbye to the relationship either it's like sitting back and thinking what am I doing to cause this relationship to feel this way you know unfortunately at the time I didn't have that mindset I didn't think that way at all when we ended Mm -hmm. I was thinking like oh, this is just, it's not for me. It's like, well, how did I show up to this relationship to make him maybe not give me what I want? Yeah. You know, you could be with somebody right now in a relationship where you're like, it feels stale. It feels like we are roommates and not Mm. really partners. We're not having fun anymore. And just think about, you know, we can complain and say, hey, it's that person not giving me what I want. Yeah. But it really is what you put into it, you're gonna get out of it. And if you end up putting into it and not getting out of it, then maybe you, you know, reconsider. But mm-hmm. like I can speak to like only my experience, great sure. person, amazing family, great values, all of the things, but I just wasn't myself. And instead I just stayed myself at the time and didn't make a change to try to make it work. I just kind of gave up. Yeah. And you know, who knows what would have been, but I truly believe that everything happens for a reason, no matter how bad or good. And I know that I'm in such a better place and I'm sure he is too. Mm -hmm. So what were those, what were some of those things that you did to reshape your life? Once you stepped away from that relationship, what were some of the actions that you took to either it was to better yourself and your mindset and kind of shape your life to where you're at now? Yeah. 
Um, well, obviously one was the life coach stuff, but you know, if you don't have access to that, um, like, you know, you don't necessarily want to put the investment right away. That's okay. You know, you want to do what feels good for you. Um, I just made sure that I did one thing at a time. You know, it's not a full transformation right away. It truly takes a while. Um, my coaching calls with my coach right now look a lot different than they did back whenever I first started. Back when I first started, it was very much about emotion, being vulnerable, talking about like what is causing like my distress. Now it is full on doing business stuff to make sure I'm continuing on with like what I want to create. Um, so just know it doesn't have to happen right away. Um, just do little things, whether it's getting to a yoga class, doing mindful walks, um, just trying to really tap into what is it that I want to do right now? Going out with friends, um, creating friendships, um, like we talked about after college, you know, find what actually makes you happy, mm-hmm. not what you feel like you have to do. Wow. That, that is really powerful. Um, yeah, I liked what you said about taking care of those emotions first, because I feel if you go through something either traumatic or just really sad or whatever the case is, I think there's a lot of times where we will suppress the emotions or we try to rush our healing. And just, I just want to say, just from experience, it is so important to take care of those emotions first, because I also worked with a life coach as soon as I was, I was out of my, um, almost six year relationship. And at first I was like, I need to do all the things I'm going to go get my yoga certification. I'm going to go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to, um, go on a bunch of million dates that I didn't even want to go on. I am going to create this business. Like I was trying to, I guess, replace the time that I needed to heal with all of these things as a distraction. And while that might work for some people, um, it really honestly made the healing process a lot longer. And that's not to say that there is a time limit on healing because it's like a year and a half later. And I, I'm honestly still not over it. (laughs) I think that it's, it's always going to be a continuous journey, no matter where you're at or what the situation was, but really taking care of those emotions first and then kind of mapping out, okay, you know, it's been X amount of time. I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm feeling a little bit more clear. So the next step could be to identify those things that I do want to pursue in life. So just, um, my own advice there. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. It, uh, you said something that actually reminded me of, I don't, I won't be able to recite the exact line of the book I just read, but basically it talks about how you're never going to fully heal maybe pain from the past, Mm -hmm. but finding something that you love or somebody that you love that makes it that much easier. And that be, you know, with fitness that can be with, um, you know, a business that could be again with a new loved one, but giving yourself time to open up to whatever it is that you love again. And, um, you know, you don't have to wait until you're completely healed. Like mm-hmm. you said, it, you know, it's, there's not a time on 
when you're going to be fully healed or not. Um, but starting to allow yourself to find new resources and things of that nature to make you happy again um, and make you feel like you again. And it's okay to take years and it's okay for it to take just a few months until something else comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's really important in the healing process. And like you said, it's really going into your emotions first. And while it sounds cliche or a lot of people maybe like write that off, like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to let it go. Um, I know for me, um, and I'm grateful for the platform I've created on my website, but it has transformed over the last two, three years that it's been going on. And I've kind of taken a pause on it for a moment because of the other business that I'm creating to kind of marry the two together. But whenever I first started doing it, um, you know, I, I was kind of confused of what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be a fitness lifestyle blog. But then I started to look at how other bloggers are doing their stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I have to do it like that. It has to be like this. Mm. And I was like, this doesn't feel like me. I feel like I'm posting on Instagram just because of the attention that I need. And you're not really allowing yourself to tap into those emotions. Like, okay, why am I posting this much? Is it just because I feel like I need to? Or is it for that little, you know, um, spark of, oh, people see me, people like me. You know, how many likes are you getting on your post? Um, and it's like game you play on Instagram where it's like, hold on, let me take a step back. This isn't why I wanted to create this blog or business. So if I'm starting to do things that don't align with that, then I need to hold off on whatever it was that I'm doing and reconnect with what my goal is here. You know, what do I want to influence, inspire people with? And it's not going to be posting for me, posting a picture or a selfie that doesn't have a a meaning behind it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really again I think what you all everything that you just said all comes back to that self-awareness piece. Yeah. Are you curating something or doing something in your life because or let me rephrase that. Are you creating something or are you doing something in your life in a way that other how am I trying to say this? Like are you trying to develop it in a way that other people are developing it because of what you're seeing, or is this actually what you want to produce? Right. And I think as I was a previous business owner, and I think we can both relate that we can fall into that comparison and imposter syndrome of, oh, my content doesn't look like theirs. So I'm not going to be successful or my podcast. I don't have the social content like most podcasters, so I'm not going to be successful. But at the end of the day, it's how you want to develop it. And there's so much opportunity to yes, learn from other people and take advice from other people and educate yourself. That is a completely different avenue than kind of copying other people. And sure, take that education and advice that you receive, but just apply it to how you want to do it. And I, again, I think that that applies to all areas of life, whether again, you're creating something or you are wanting to do something in your life, just be mindful of how you're executing. Is it how you actually feel and you feel good about it or you're doing it because other people are doing it this way? Yeah, exactly. Stick with it. Um, Just 
uh, adopt something that makes you feel strong and energized. Yeah. I think that again, we, we keep coming back to the self-awareness piece, which I, I just love the theme for this, this conversation right now. So thank you. Um, so we talked all about just really honing into who you are in your life and being self-aware and being present with what's going on in your life and internally and physically. We talked about fitness and relationships. This was such a juicy conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you or work with you? Yeah. Um, I would say the best way to reach out to me is on my Instagram. If you DM me and you have questions or you want some, some more, um, I typically see that right away over an email. Um, and it's Anna, a N N a underscore sweat P G H. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for being here. And if our listeners have any questions for Anna, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much.